how it's in. here a note purporting to be in your mother's handwriting. I would like Miss Schlegel, Margaret, to have Howard's end. I heard two ladies talking of love. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we huh? were continuing a serious discussion. I could scratch that woman's eyes out. Isn't Henry? Aren't you going to say hello? No, Mrs. Burton. No, I don't. Just you and me. Don't take up a sentimental attitude of the poor. See that she doesn't, Margaret. The poor are poor. One is sorry for them, but there it is. Everything's got spoiled for you, hasn't it? I forgave you. My sister has a lover. You drive her from the house. Why can you not be honest for once in your life and say to yourself, what Helen has done, I have done? Woo! Last night we talked about experimental film performance. And tonight we talk about a film that the performance itself, first of all, the producing and direct direction done by a duo, Merchant Ivory, from 30 years ago. Now, Merchant Ivory had been around for th uh, 30 years at that point, or I think longer. But out of all of their collaborations, Howard's End is the most successful, and it arrived 30 years ago. Merchant Ivory was um, founded in 1961 by James Ivory and Ishmael Merchant. They were met, they were um, life partners. They were, you know, um, Ishmael was the producer and James Ivory was the director. In the 1970s and 1980s, A Room with a View, Howard's End, The Remains of the Day, Call Me by Your Name which was adapted by James Ivory. But it was Howard's End, based on the book by E.M. Forrester. Which really, oh, it premiered at the 1992 Cannes Film Festival, Con, where it uh, competed for the Palme d'Or and won the 45th Anniversary Award. The film was theatrical, theatrically released on March 13, 1992 in the United States and May 1st in the United Kingdom. At the 65th Academy Awards, it received a leading nine Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and one Best Actress, Miss Emma Thompson, 
Best Screenplay Based on Material Previously Produced or Published, and Best Art Direction. This is, I mean, you want to talk about a cast? Emma Thompson is Margaret Schagel. Uh, Schragel. Oh, I can't say her name. But Siri can. <laughs> Margaret Schlegel. Margaret Schagel. Helen Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter is Helen Schagel. Vanessa Redgrave is Ruth Wilcox. Joseph Bennett as Paul Wilcox. Anthony Hopkins as Henry Wilcox. Gemma Redgrave as Evie Wilcox. Samuel West as Leonard Bast. Oh my God, this film. This film, this film, this film. Merchant Ivory encountered difficulties securing funding for Howard's End. The budget, which stood at $8 million, that was considerably larger than that of Maurice and A Room with a View, which led to trouble in raising capital in the UK and the United States. Orion Pictures, the film's distributor, was on the verge of bankruptcy and only contributed a small amount to the overall budget. A solution presented itself when Merchant Ivory sought funding through an intermediate in Japan, where the previous Forrester adaptions, particularly Maurice, had been very successful. Eventually, Japanese companies, including Satomoo Corporation, Jap- uh, Japan Satellite Broadcasting, and Emjiaka Corporation, provided the bulk of the film's financing. The distribution problem would be solved when the heads of Orion Classics departed the company for Sony Pictures, creating the entirely new division of Sony Picture Classics. Howard's End was the first title distributed by this new division. Anthony Hopkins accepted the part of Henry Wilcox after reading the script passed to him by a young woman who was helping edit Slaves in New York and The Silence of the Lambs simultaneously in the same building. Phoebe Nicholas, Jolie Richardson, Miranda Richardson, and Tilda Swinton were all considered for the part of Margaret Shagel before Emma Thompson accepted the role. James Ivory was aware, unaware of Emma Thompson before she was recommended by to him by Simon Cowell, Callow, uh, who had a small cameo in the film. Howard's End is, I mean, you can hear it in the trailer that that one actress. I could scratch that woman's eyes out. You want to talk about spilling the tea? Howard's End is all about spilling the tea. It's about the class systems, because in that trailer you hear Anthony Hopkins' character talk about the poor, because he's rich. He won't ever have to worry about money, and the fact that his late wife left Howard's End to Emma Thompson's character, which I'm sure puzzled the family. So 30 years ago, Howard's End. Howard's End really changed everything. I mean, A Room with a View was good. Maurice was good. But Howard's End really came to into the forefront. Everyone was talking about it. It was parodied. And what's interesting was Anthony Hopkins was just coming off the heels of winning the Academy Award for Dr. Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> And Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson was known, but Howard Zinn put Emma Thompson on the map. And at the time, she was married to 
an actor director who they they later divorced. You might have heard of him, Kenneth Branagh. And together they did a lot of Shakespeare and they did probably a lot of other things. But as I was cut off because the tablet died. Okay. So, Howard's End. I remember we watched it in college. I remember it, it was all the rage. It was later readapted by stars four years ago. But the original itself, the original itself is still one of great, I mean, there's every, there's drama, there's love, there's intrigue, there's mystery. And then, of course, there's Emma Thompson. Like it? <laughs> Even I know a good thing when I see it. Yes, but nowadays, with uh, Evie always out with her fiance, when I get home in the evenings, I tell you I can't stand the place. It would be very lonely for you. Yes. Did you ever get lonely, Miss Lagle? I soon shall, horribly. It's heartbreaking to leave one's old home. Just how high this ceiling must be. Hmm? Yes, it must be over 30 feet. No, maybe 40, I should think. Perhaps even more. Uh, Miss Schlegel. Um, I've had you up here on false pretenses. I want to speak on a much more serious matter than the house. Um... Do you think you could be induced to uh, share? I mean, is it at all probable that... Oh, yes, I see. Miss Lagle. Margaret. I don't think you quite understand. Oh, yes. Indeed, yes. I'm asking you to be my wife. Yes, I know. I know. Are you offended? How could I be? Well, perhaps I should have written first. Then. No, no, rather you will receive a letter from me. Thank you. Not at all. And it's you, I thank. Um, should I order the motor round now? Yes, that would be most kind. Talk about an arrangement. Because he knows he can never fully have Howard's End. The only way to have it is to convince Margaret Shagel, ah, I can't say it, to marry him. Because then he still retains some form of control of Howard's End, even though now. It belongs to Margaret and her family. And that is the stuff of uh, Howard's End. 
And um, on Oscar night, something really fantastic happened. (sighs) Three times. Three times it happened, and um, what a night. Once of the Lambs last year, he received an Oscar. This year, he received a knighthood, which means he not only dines with the royal family, but on the royal family. (laughs) Please welcome Sir Hannibal Lecter himself, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Good evening. It's good to be here again. The year has gone very fast. Uh, It must have been very difficult for the Academy to choose an actress from this year's most formidable group of talents. Great actresses, all of them. And they are... Catherine Deneuve, Nando Sheen. Mary McDowell and Passion Fish. No eat, no TV. Weren't you an Ilsa, she beast of the gulag? Eat. Michelle Pfeiffer in Love Field. And I have just memorized your face. And the license plate on this car has two eights and two in it. The way I see it, you don't have a choice. Susan Sarandon, Lorenzo's oil. Then you fly. You fly as fast as you can to baby Jesus. It's okay. Mom and Papa will be okay. Emma Thompson and Howard's end. From both society, no longer. Tonight, she asks sleep in your empty house. Meishi, will you give my sister leave? Will you forgive her? And the Oscar goes to Emma Thompson for Howard. gentlemen I really don't know how to thank the Academy not only for this but also um, for this view because um, it's overwhelming to see so many faces 
who've entertained and influenced me and thrilled me all my life and it just takes my breath away um and if i could thank you all i would but i, I have more pressing debts to um em forster for creating margaret schlegel to james ivory for asking me to play her to ismail merchant for paying me to play her um <laughs> which feels very unnecessary at this moment. Actually, I think I might have to give back the money. Um, and to Ruth... to Ruth Prawadjabala for her flawless adaptation, to a superlative cast and crew, to Sony Pictures Classics for their dedication and commitment, and especially to Sir Anthony Hopkins for being like this, the night of my life. And um, finally, I, I would like, if I may, to dedicate this Oscar um, to the heroism and the courage of women and to hope that it inspires the creation of more true screen heroines to represent them. Thank you so much. It's hard to believe, but it was 25 years ago Mrs. Robinson seduced her daughter's fiancé, Benjamin, and nobody lived happily ever after, except the stars of The Graduate. And here they are tonight from New York and the East Coast Oscar party. Academy Award winners Dustin Hoffman and Anne Bancroft. notion persists even today that as writers women are best at the relationship thing well they are between a naturalist and a gorilla between a boy and an extraterrestrial and between two women and a green tomato <laughs> it's pleasant to report that another woman joins her sisterhood with one of this year's nominations for best screenplay based on material previously produced or published Thank you. <laughs> These nominations are Peter Bonds for Enchanted April, based on the novel by Elizabeth von Arnhem. Ruth Prover Jobbala for Howard's End, based on the novel by Ian Forster. Michael Tolkien for The Player, based on his novel. Richard Friedenberg for A River Runs Through It, based upon the story by Norman McLean. Paul Goldman for Scent of a Woman, based on the previous film Profumo di Donna, by Ruggiero Macari and Dino Risi, and the novel Il Buio e il Miele, by Giovanni Arpino. Go to... Who was supposed to do this one? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ruth Prower Jawala for Howard Daniels. Ah. Oh, remember you have to say uh, you couldn't be here. Yeah. She, well, she couldn't be here, so we, on behalf of the Academy, we congratulate her and we accept. On her behalf. On her behalf. The pretty woman's favorite, who stars in the title role of Summersby, Richard Gere. I want to say hello to my friends uh, up in Vancouver. 
right now. We're doing an intersection up there. Hi, guys. I'll see you later tonight. Um, I had a thought about something, actually, before I come out. I want to share it with you. It's going to be short. But I, I was really struck by this idea that there were one billion people watching this thing. It's astonishing. One billion people watching. And I was curious about what countries this was actually going to. And, and it is, in fact, being seen in China right now. And the first thought that came to me was, I wonder if Deng Xiaoping is actually watching this right now with his children and his grandchildren and with the knowledge that, that, that what a horrendous, horrendous uh, human rights situation there is in China, not only towards their own people, but to Tibet as well. And I was wondering if this kind of... If something miraculous and really kind of movie-like could happen here, where we could all kind of send love and, and truth and kind of sanity to Deng Xiaoping right now in Beijing, that he will take his troops and take the Chinese away from Tibet and allow these people to live as free, independent people again. So, thought, you send this thought, send this thought out. And this thought. Anyhow, art direction demands taste, talent, and the diplomacy to convince producers that they also have taste and talent. <laughs> now, five very, very different imaginative examples of their work uh, are these nominees for best achievement in art direction. Bram Stoker's Dracula, art direction by Thomas Sanders, set decoration by Garrett Lewis. Chaplin, art direction by Stuart Craig, set decoration by Chris A. Butler. Howard's End, art direction by Luciana Arigi, set decoration by Ian Whitaker. Toys, art direction by Ferdinando Scarfiotti, my dear friend. And set decoration by Linda DeSena. Unforgiven, art direction by Henry Bumstead, set decoration by Janice Blackie Goodine. And the Oscar goes to Luciana Arrighi for Howard's End, set decoration, Ian Whitaker. Forster, in his message in Howard's End, said, only connect. And I feel that was very much the case behind the scenes in Howard's End as in front of the camera, because for me it was a very special film, as I was welcomed into the family of Ismail Merchant and Jim Ivory, and I would very much like to pay a great tribute to them, because in Ismail we found a constructive and enthusiastic and encouraging producer, and in Jim, a charismatic and meticulous director who believes in the visual importance of the film and who brooks no compromise. And I'm very deeply honored to have this award in this year 
of honoring women in movies, um, especially in my capacity. See how they cut them off? But on that night, Howard Zinn won three. It didn't win Best Picture. That went to The Un- Unforgiven. But there, I mean, so many moments in Howard Zinn that are very memorable. Have to marry, but I did. My family wouldn't have anything to do with this. They tried to stop me, but I married her all the same because I promised. Mr. Vadden, where would you be today after the Mr. Wilcoxes of this world had finished with it? It would never, never, not in a thousand years enter that man's mind that he'd done anything wrong because there's nothing here and nothing here. And you're the opposite. You believe in personal responsibility. And personal everything. Very nice. What good am I to myself or to Jackie? Marrying her only to put her down with me so we can starve together. You'll find another position somewhere. Surely you will. You don't know what you're talking about. If rich people fail at one profession, they can try another. But with us, once a man over 20 loses his own particular job, he's done for. So there's class... There's the class system. There's relationships. And there's a lot, a lot of backstabbing in Howard's End. A lot. And then there's Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, you are wonderfully efficient. But your name still remains at the top of the list. Yes. So, Dolly, I would like to give you something worth your friendship. Couldn't you get it renewed? I beg the lease, the lease of your house. Oh, have you been thinking of that? How very kind of you. Surely something could be done. No, values have risen too enormously. They mean to pull down Wickham Place and build flats like yours. But how horrible. Landlords are horrible. And so are the flats they build. I... Just a few questions. And so, yes, Vanessa Redgrave is in Howard's Inn. She was even nominated. She plays Miss Wilcox. But my goodness, this this the the whole life of this film, thirty years, and um, if we can find Cultured, it, uh, idealistic, philanthropic. Here's a behind the scenes of Howard's End. Winning Merchant Ivory Productions enter their thirtieth year of filmmaking with their new release, Howard's End. A vibrant drama filled with wit and tradition, based on the classic 1910 novel by E.M. Foster. Miss Stegel expects me to act as house agent for her. <laughs> I want a new home in September, and someone must find it. I can't. Do you know of anything, Percy? Can't say I do. I wish you would give us how it's in. 
It's about inheritance and it's about empire, the revolution in England, the social revolution that goes on. Howard's End stars acclaimed British actors Anthony Hopkins, Vanessa Redgrave, Helena Bonham Carter, Emma Thompson, James Wilby, and introduces Samuel West. I've been reading the ordeal of Richard Feverell. Yes, I remember this. There's that chapter where Richard walks all night. In a forest by moonlight. Isn't yes, Murray. What, 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 what's that wonderful? Oh, I know. Um, um, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Um, the, the forest drooped glimmeringly. Howard's End celebrates Merchant Ivory Productions' 30th anniversary in the movies. Producer Ismail Merchant and director James Ivory's cinematic collaborations include such superbly well-acted dramas as Eat and Dust, Mr. and Mrs. Bridge, and the E.M. Foster film adaptations of Morris and the Academy Award-winning A Room with a View. In Howard's End, written by longtime Merchant Ivory collaborator and Oscar winner Ruth Prower Jabvala, the filmmakers return to the Edwardian age of Forster's England. Howard's End is really about showing the relationship between two different families, one of whom is uh, in one family, the Schlegels, who are cultured, uh, idealistic, philanthropic, contrasted with the Wilcoxes, who are rich, conservative, very, very conservative, imperial empire builder types. We never discuss at Howard's End, except perhaps sport. But you should. Discussion keeps the house alive. Portraying sisters Margaret and Helen Schlegel are dead again's Emma Thompson and Helena Bonham Carter of A Room with a View. I mean, out of all the Forster, Forsterian heroines that I've played, certainly Helen's the, been the most enjoyable. Yes, and also there's a certain battiness and absent-mindedness about her. And um, she's somewhat outrageous within that time, even actually outside her time. What's wrong? Mr. Beale! He's starving! I found him starving! Who is starving? He has lost his place because he's been turned out of Dancer's Bank. They reduced their staff, and he was the first to go. Yes, thanks to us. He's done for. We've ruined him. Are you mad? If you like, I'm mad, but I'll stand for this no longer. Two people starving. All this to show. What I love about Margaret and Helen is that they're not the loving wife, the dutiful mother. The, the, there is nothing ordinary about them. Anthony Hopkins, who stars as Mr. Henry Wilcox, found working with Merchant Ivory to be a most collaborative experience. It was for me a great event because James is the sort of director who will let you bring in your own ideas and uh, if he likes it, he'll go with it. I'm a Schlegel. I've had you up here on false pretenses. I want to speak on a much more serious matter than the house. Um, do you think you could be induced to uh, share... I mean, is it at all probable that... Oh, yes, I see. Howard's End features extraordinary ensemble acting, stunning cinematography, and memorable music by Richard Robbins. With many and so I wanted to pull away, because that's a behind-the-scenes. You've got the late Ishmael Merchant, who is no longer with us, and James Ivory, who is still with us. In fact, he won an Oscar at the age of 89 for writing the screenplay to Call Me By Your Name. So 30 years of Howard's End. It's very, very British. E.M. Forrester. It's legendary. But at the heart of it is those performances of Sir Anthony Hopkins, Helena Bonham Carter, Vanessa Redgrave, and Academy Award winner Emmett, Emma, Emma Thompson. So as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs> 